Hi, this is Matt with a bonus episode of the You Need More Money podcast. I thought you all would enjoy this one. I did an interview with Andrew Lacayo, and Andrew reached out to me on the website and wanted to pay me $500 for a 60-minute session. And I said, listen, if we do a, uh, if we record this and you allow me to put this out, um, I won't charge you. Maybe we can help a bunch of other people. And he agreed, and we ended up having a fantastic 20-some-odd-minute conversation about this business that he's trying to start up and what we began to uncover were all the problems he's got. I mean, the kid's trying to go to school, and he has these partners in it, and I just think you'll find my advice very, very refreshing of what I suggested Andrew do in trying to get this business off the ground. So this is a bonus episode of You Need More Money podcast. Again, I want to thank everybody for the support. We get better every single time we post up an episode, and that's because you like it and you're sharing it and you're putting reviews up there. So please, after you listen to this or any of the other ones, do us a favor and put up a review. We really love to see that. Those reviews are fuel for us to keep getting better and doing more and more and more podcasts. So enjoy this bonus episode. I'll see you down the road. Andrew, how are you, buddy? Hey. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. No, I do appreciate you giving me the time because I did see the other day, um, imagine actually yesterday, um, that uh, uh, on your uh, uh, website, the $500 for the 60 minutes. Um, and, you know, I, I would have happily paid that, but I, I do appreciate, you know, doing this so we can also have people see uh, the questions being asked and, get, and hear the answers too. So everybody, everybody benefits and not, it's just not uh, the, the two of us. I appreciate you being open to that, buddy. That's, that says a lot about you to be open like that. Give me a little bit of history on who you are, my friend. Bring me up to speed yeah, sure. on, on on who you Absolutely. are and, 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 and how you got yeah. where you got. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of bad at telling stories. That's how I go too long sometimes, so I'll try to do a quick version. Um, so I was born in, back in California. I live in Portland, Oregon now. Um, I was born to a, an awesome pediatric oncologist. My father at Stanford and my mother is a NICU nurse. And so I had, uh, you know, very educated parents, and um, I, I was raised in a really good household. They were always very helpful, um, and uh, I was fortunate enough to never have really, and uh, have ever had any money trouble. Yeah. And so uh, I, when I was uh, 18, I started doing network marketing. I was a company called Vima. I don't know if you, you know them or not. And uh, I had a good experience there. It was my first business experience. Um, and to be honest, I was kind of hot-headed. I thought I knew what I was doing. I was told to read the book, listen to the people who have done it. I didn't do any of that. And, and honestly, I, I, I failed because of it. And so that was kind of a uh, reality check for sure. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, I was actually going to school at Oregon State University for mechanical engineering. Uh, ever since seventh grade, I wanted to be uh, have an engineer, have an engineering company. Uh, however, though, um, when I, after my first term, I, I did atrocious. I was horrible at engineering. Uh, I was bad at the math. I was bad at the chemistry, all that kind of stuff. And um, I actually got suspended from school because I, I just had done so poorly. And that was probably the biggest wake-up call I, I had. I, I kind of realized that um, if I wanted to take this entrepreneur thing seriously, if I wanted to build a business, I had to get in shape. I had to develop a better work ethic, um, which is something I just didn't have because I, I honestly grew up with an, e an easy an easy life growing up. My parents did well, you know, I never had to worry about anything. And so I never, I never, I didn't understand the value of hard work. Right. Um, and so I, I got into other business activities. Um, I've, I've 
listen to a few things, um, but last year and in uh, uh, January 2016, um, I rediscovered an idea that I had done in an entrepreneurship class uh, back in school uh, at a community college I was attending to after I had uh, not attended well at Oregon State. And it was um, this, this electric company idea. And so I've been running with that ever, ever since. And so now I live up here in Portland, Oregon, and, that, and, that, and me and four of my good friends and people who I follow are really capable are doing that right now. So just take me back a little bit further. I mean, give me one of the sure. the low points of your life so far, and then give me one of the high points. Low points. It's probably probably that uh, suspension. Um, I, yeah, again, like I said, I had an easy life. I was fortunate enough to have my parents take for my education, uh, and so once I once they got the letter, they were very not pleased with me whatsoever. Uh, I, I had to go back home, kind of in shame and go to school down there for a little bit. And then when I went down back down there for school back to California, I uh, started doing business and economics. That's what I was a couple of classes I was taking. And I absolutely killed it. Uh, but, you know, business and economics, it, it really just clicked for me. I understood it really well. Um, and I, I aced all my classes. And as a reward, um, my parents, let me, let me come back up here to Oregon. Um, but the, the, the suspension was really my, my low point. I think my high point, um, was last year I actually dropped out of school to uh, pursue the business business um, more seriously, um, primarily because we, I, we had, I had no money. I was working a job to build, to build up money for the business because we just we didn't have any money to do anything. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't looking to take loans out, that kind of thing. And so I dropped out of school to give myself more time for the business and to also get money from the, the college accounts my parents had, had fortunately set up for me. And so um, that happened, jeez, um, I, I want to say a, a little little past halfway last year. Um, so that was kind of my high point, I think. All right. Well, uh, how did, are you sure? That may turn out to be your your new low point. I mean, how has that worked out for you? You've dropped out of college. You just started business <laughs> with you and three buddies. You guys got no money yeah. for it. Um, your parents want you to finish school. It's obviously important to them. They want their son to graduate yeah. college. So tell yeah. me why. Tell me why that's a high point. That actually sounds a little bit like a low point to me. You know, I, I, I'm sure it doesn't be a low point for me. It's a high point because um, for me, it was the first real time I took a hold of my life, and that I I was fully calling calling the shots. I was the one who was making all the decisions, and I was and it was it was a tough call. It really was. Uh, but um, for me personally, um, the teachers I had, they were people who had never run businesses and, and those kind of things. The textbooks we were reading out of, they were, uh, some, most of them were 10 years old of information. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure as you know, I mean, even, even a year in the business world can be, can become old pretty quick. Uh, so I mean, 10 year old information was just, it, it wasn't helping me. Um, and I've been, and I've ever since my failure with the network marketing, I had started to actually get involved and listen to people who had already done it, like Frank Cardone. Um, Mark Cuban, Damon John, you name it. Well, let's get down to this call, my friend, because I want to help you in, in what I can. Let, let's talk about it for a second. How deep you want to go today? Because I'll go all the way. I'm, so you tell me how I deep you want to go. Well, I mean, then you start with the first question because because I want to help you. I want this to be valuable for you, for me. Um, I always take That's a lot out of these kind of phone calls. I mean, I learn a lot from this stuff as well. So, so let let if you're all right, I want to go there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my first question is that so, um, what would be the when you're just sort of when we're we're still so new, 
what would be the top three things you would say um, would be to focus on when you're when you're this new? Yeah, but dude, you got. I mean, you got a lot of problems in the setup. I mean, the first problem is you got four guys, right? Yeah. Four. Yeah, for the five of us total. Dude, there yeah. ain't. There's five of you. Yeah. Dude, there ain't no money for five guys to split. None of you are going to make a living off of this business. I mean, let's be straight about it, dude. You can't. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you guys have to generate a half a million dollars of net after-tax money just to be able to pay yourselves a hundred grand. So, what's the yeah. game plan to get you guys to make five hundred grand net? What do you? I mean, what's the business plan say that this business can do? So, uh, one thing. So, uh, we're we're coming out with our product, it's a, it's a liquor drink, we're coming out with it, we're launching in November, because we have a lot of uh, re reveals and stuff that the federal government has in place that we have to go through still. Um, and so one, the biggest thing that we're looking to do is start a, a rep program with uh, up-age college students to promote the drink on cabbages, because the, the drink is it's a pre-made jungle juice that we're, we're attempting to sell in stores. That's, that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is to sell in stores, to, to wholesale it to them. Um, and it, it's a jungle juice, which is a very popular drink amongst the 21 to 25 year old um, population, uh, especially at college. And so, for whatever reason, it, it didn't exist before. I, I don't know why. I've tried to figure out. I've done research on it. Uh, but well, I let's hey, but let's anything. just st let's stay right on the target of the question. The question is, sure, sure. what is the revenue stream that you guys anticipate you guys can do to be able to pay yourselves any any salary whatsoever? By the way, did your other four buddies drop out of school too for this business? Some of some one of them did. Um, one wasn't in school at the time. Uh, one of my other guys, um, he um, uh, he was already graduated, and then the fifth guy, he put some money in um, in addition to to what I put in. I'm telling you, man, this is one of the craziest stories I think I've ever heard. This this might be this might be a very dangerous situation for you guys because you're rolling the dice on a lot of stuff here. I mean, not only is there not all are you going into an extremely crowded marketplace. I'm not in the beverage business. I don't know much about it, but not only are you on a very clouded, crowded marketplace, the people who are in that business can um can do pretty much whatever they want. They can buy the shelf space. It's an extremely difficult right place to get attention, but forget about that stuff. Dude, you got some real economic issues. How much money do you guys got to start this business between the five of you? Uh, between the five of us, um, 80,000. 80 grand between the five of you to get this business going. And how did you break yeah. up the company? Did you go 20% across the board or somebody owned more than the others? I, I own the most. How much you own? My, I own 80%. You own 80%. Yeah. Why? Because you put up most of the yeah. money? Um, once, because uh, we have other money coming from one of the other guys, he's putting um, as a bare minimum twenty. So we're I'm, I'm selling him twenty percent for that twenty grand. Yeah. Um, so also I'm going to stop at fifty one percent. So that's that's where I'll I'll be ending at. Yeah. So here's the rub on all of this, buddy. I want to go through an organizational chart very quickly, so I understand exactly what you five guys are doing. Your job is sure. what. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who okay, does everything. I'm Good. Stop. Give me another guy. What else does he do? Who's your money guy? Uh, my, my other guy, he's the CSO, the one putting the, the, the 20,000 in. So he's the one who's really developing our sales process. So he's, he's, the, really C, he's the CSO. Yeah, he's developing okay. like, like the, like the Stay with sales me. process of how this works. Stay with me. Give me your money guy. Mm -hmm. Who's your CFO? 
So that my CFO is my, my friend Jared, who has a degree in economics. Um, he's good. a good friend of mine from high school. Who's your marketing guy? My, my marketing guy, that's my buddy Caleb. Um, he's, he, he loves social media. He loves using it. Good. He's uh, um, And who's your, who's your operations guy? Who's your COO? That's my, my, my buddy James. He's the guy who finished college. Yeah. Out of the five of us. Great. Yeah. So give me the uh, website where you guys are at right now so I can take a look at it. Our website, we actually, we're actually still in the process of building it. But our product's not even out yet. And so that, that's been our, our biggest problem is that, um, it, I mean, we, we, we had zero dollars for so long that, um, we're, well, hold on. Up and I don't hear zero dollars. I hear 80 grand. No, I mean, so what I mean is that we had zero, like we had no money for so long until just a little bit, you know, at the, you know, past the, um, beginning of last, uh, the halfway of last year. That we we just started, you know, really getting, you know, close to launching, and it's just taken. There's been a lot of hoops we've had to jump through for sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, give me the vision of where you guys think the business can go. What kind of numbers do you guys think you can actually put out? I mean, you, we, I, I'm going to go back to it. I think it's, with all due respect, my friend, I think it's the third time I asked. Absolutely. Tell me where you think this business can go. What kind of revenue can you guys produce? I in the next the next ten years. We could absolutely be a, a one two hundred million dollar business absolutely in the next ten years, and I say ten years because I know these things take time. Yeah. I mean, the reason I, I say that large of a revenue stream is is because um, jungle juice it, it, jungle juice is a very very popular product um, that if you, if you ask any any twenty one year old who is in college, the majority of them. 90% or maybe even 90%, 95% of them. They're going to know. Well, let me ask, let me ask when I got them in my office. Right, let yeah. me ask Preston right now. You ever heard of Jungle Juice? Jungle Juice? Yeah. Jungle Juice. Um, Jungle Juice. Jungle Juice. I might have heard of around there. But then again, I don't. Yeah. I don't so he's, he's vaguely familiar with it, doesn't ever remember drinking it. So you guys are making a similar product to that, a, a product similar to that? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 If ninety-five percent of the marketplace has heard of it, why do you want to make it? I mean, you're not going to go in and make a, a version of Coke, right? Why? Why are you make? Why aren't you making something that has a new sliver that nobody's ever tasted before that you can go in and own the marketplace? Right. Well, so the reason we're doing Jungle Juice is because, for, like I said, for whatever reason, it's not sold. So what, what, what the people make Jungle Juice, they, they make a big bin and they pour a bunch of different alcohols. Into it. Jungle juice is it's more a concept than an actual recipe. It's not like oh, dude, you're talking about like you're talking about like like getting grain liquor and putting it with fruit punch and putting it in a trash can and calling it jungle yeah. juice. Oh hell, you don't need to be a millennial to know that. I've been drinking that shit for twenty years. Come on, <laughs> give me a break yeah, with that jungle juice. Hell, everybody cool, does so, that. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, I mean the, the demand is there. I mean, a lot of people are drinking jungle juice because it's it's cool. And, uh, I mean, the, the demand is there. I mean, a lot of people that we've talked to are in our age group, and I'm only twenty two years old. Um, a lot of them. I mean, I. What we're doing, the first question they always ask us is, well, "Where can I buy it?" That's like that. It's not what's what, it was. Andrew, how long is it, what's why with? why do I need to buy your jungle juice when I can go buy? Dude, all I got to do is go buy grain alcohol and put fruit punch with it, and I got jungle juice. Why do I need to go buy right, your jungle the, juice? The problem with making jungle juice at home is one, it's a lot more dangerous at home. You don't know how alcoholic it is, right? And on top of that, if you, if you leave it sitting out, you can you can grow microbials, that kind of stuff. If you don't make it right, it's not strong enough. So when you make it at home, it's it's a really dangerous drink. Our drinks can be measured. It's going to be 
formally approved by the traded tax bureau. That, that, those are the ones who, who look at all this stuff. Um, and even the, even the, 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 uh, the guy who helped us make the formula of uh, the business we, we uh, teamed up with for that, he even told us he's never seen anything like what we're doing uh, in the marketplace. And he's been doing that this for about six years. All right, big guy. I mean, it is. Let's uh, let's get down to it. We got about ten minutes left. Here's what I really want to do. Sure. I really want to be able to help you. What do you really yeah. want to do with your life, man? I mean, let's get there. Mm -hmm. Where what what do you really want to do? Are you doing this business because you want to make a lot of money, or are you doing this business because you're just tired of school? Are you doing this business because you think you should be, or somebody else wants you to do this? Tell me, tell me where you really see your life playing out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the biggest reason why I, I'm doing this business and I'm, I'm doing liquor in the first place is because um, I, I'm a big fan of human connection and uh, interacting with other people and responsible drinking uh, definitely cultivates that. And so when I was younger, I, I, I was never, I was, I was very shy. I was very awkward and weird. I wasn't good at making friends. Um, and a lot, a lot of people make, make great friends over having a beer or two or, or a drink or two. And so what, my, my goal here is to help people cultivate those relationships, start, strengthen those friendships, strengthen, you know, all those, all those connections that they make and make new connections. Because that is, um, I, mean, that, I mean, that's the thing we live for. That, that's why what life is worth living is because of those connections. Because life would be really boring if we didn't have that. We could interact, you know, you know it's really exciting to get to interact with you. Um, it would likely be really boring without that kind of stuff, without having that daily interaction with people. And um, uh, alcohol definitely uh, subsidizes that and helps helps people with that, especially people who aren't good, good at doing it, like I used to be. Yeah, so that's the purpose of it. The purpose isn't for the money. I mean, money will be great. It's awesome. There's other things I want to do later in life, like I want to do real estate investing, for example, like multifamily. Um, and that's, I mean, that'll be really exciting too, but the money is secondary. I mean, the, the money, I, I do believe the money will will come, but the money isn't the purpose here. All right, my friend, here's what I got for you. Here's what I got for you. A couple things. Number one, yeah. I absolutely love that mission. That's a really cool mission because it's actually, you know how many people um, don't want to admit what you just admitted, which was that adolescence was a little bit awkward. You had, you had to overcome some self-esteem issues and things like that. I mean, it, hell, it took me a long, long time yeah. to get there. Yeah. So that's I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. Um, but what I, I'm going to tell you what I would do if I was in your shoes, I'd take that 80,000 bucks and I'd say to my buddies, good luck to you guys, but that's my money, right? I'm keeping my money and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create, um, activities, events only marketed on social media in which I can bring that same type of tribe, that same type of person, the person with that same issue self-esteem, difficulty making friends, talking to girls, maybe girls talking to guys, whatever, maybe guys talking to guys. I would make that community, and I would not make it about alcohol. And I would develop that sort of a tribe in which people wanted to come to whatever that event was that I was doing because I was addressing that problem which nobody addresses. That's where your secret is. Mm -hmm. The problem is who's fixing the self-esteem issue in your community or communities across the country? Because the reality is the minute you introduce alcohol, and I had a major problem with alcohol all the way up. I quit in, in March of 1997, so March of this year was 20 years sober for me. I don't believe it helps anything. My life is okay. so much better without having booze in it. That much I can tell you. So I don't think sure. that booze helps that situation. What helps that situation is purity, is transparency, 
is that is genuineness, is trust. None of that shit comes through alcohol. So I don't like the way you're addressing that issue with the alcohol, but I love the problem that you're addressing. Now, let's get down to the business piece of it. Dude, you got to blow out these partners. They might be your buddies and all that sort of stuff. These guys aren't going to help you. I mean, shit. By the way, the name of this company is Wasteland Mixed Drinks, right? Yep. Dude, let me tell you something, all right? Yeah. I'm in the credit business, okay? I mean, that's my business. So within two seconds, I went to the state of Oregon only to find out that your company is inactive, all right? So Wasteland... Well, my point, look, I'm not trying to bust you out on it. I'm just trying to get this. No, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to prove a point. And the point is that whoever is in charge of that in your organizational chart, your buddies, doesn't know that that's happening. And so your operations guy or your CFO is asleep at the wheel. Wasteland Extreme, that's just the, that's just the, the, the DBA, is Wasteland yeah. But, but stay with me, dude. Wasteland Mixed Drinks yeah. is also what your website is, or not the website, but what the Facebook page is, right? Right. So yep. what is the DBA then? If, if the corporate heading is Wasteland Mixed Drinks LLC or Inc. DBA, what's the DBA? Jungle Juice? No, Wasteland Mixed Drinks is the DBA. The, the company name is, is uh, Lacau Global Enterprise. That's the company name. The okay. Wasteland Mixed Drinks is the DBA for that company. Yeah, so it's in yeah. your name too. I mean, even the name of the holding yeah. company is in your name. Yeah. Then you got to blow out these partners. Oh, yeah. These partners aren't helping you. Because, by the way, your chief marketing officer, when I went to Wasteland Mixed Drinks Facebook page, there hasn't been a post on there since September of 2016. So right. your marketing guy isn't doing anything to help you on this. This partnership right. is bad for you. And it would yeah. might be good for you if you weren't the money guy. But it's bad for you sure. because you're the money guy. So you have to dissolve this partnership and do not let any of these guys have any equity stake in the business. It's your money. The holding company is in your name. And when you go out to the marketplace, you must outsource these guys. You don't need these guys. You outsource to a local accountant. You outsource to a local media or marketing company. The COO is very important because you're going to end up getting in the manufacturing business. Or you can just take this secret formula and just license it out to a big one. And you don't need any partners. You don't need to ever manufacture anything. You can just get a patent on this jungle juice that everybody says is so amazing and then just go ahead and license it to a big manufacturer and you're out. So so you're setting it up a little bit too difficult for yourself. You're bringing in too many people. There is no revenue to split. You guys are going to burn through that 80 grand because sooner or later some of your buddies are going to start to say, man, I can't live. I need a little bit of money. Somebody's got to start paying me a salary. Has that conversation started to happen yet? Um, honestly, no. Everybody has been very, very, you know, respectful about it in that regard. Yeah, until they go you know, broke. Until they can't pay the rent, bro. Until the repo man comes for the car. And then they start saying, hey, hey, Andrew, how about a little of that scratch? And then you know what you got to say? Hey, marketing guy, how about a few Facebook posts? And then that's going to cause a problem between you guys, and it's going to hurt your friendship. And take it from me, dude. Right. I know what I'm talking about. I almost lost my best friend over starting business together. Right. And we had the smarts to separate in the very early days. And it was the absolute best thing we ever did. We're still best friends today. And if we did not do that, I would not have him as my best friend. Break up this partnership. Save the friendship. Now, as far as the business goes, man, you guys got to get going, bro. How is there no how is there no Facebook post since September 16? You guys should be banging social media 20 times a day doing Facebook lives, going into the factory, showing how the test of the formulation is being done. How are you guys getting your patent squared away? 
I mean, you guys got to go, man. It's go time. You need attention right. for this thing. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of come from our, our naivety and just being new at that, the, the you know, business in general. Yeah. Now, let me give you the last takeaway, if you don't mind. I want to be perfectly frank with you, dude. Sure. Absolutely. By the way, if you're ever in Dallas, I'd love you to swing by and, and visit with me. Yeah. But sure. uh, I think you need to go back to school. I think you need to get your degree. I think you need to put this business on the on the on the countertop, shelve it up, and I think you should make your parents happy. Did they work their balls off for you to give you an amazing right. life in which you didn't have to work that hard? And I believe sure. you have a responsibility to give them a college degree. And and they would they would be so proud of you if you did that. Mm -hmm. And your comments about well the business books are 10 years old and all that sort of stuff. Let me tell you something. Dude that nothing changes in business overnight. Things may change in social media. Things may change in technology, but nothing changes in business. It's all the same stuff. You can read, you can read a book from three and you can read the Rockefeller habits by a guy named Vern Harnish. That, that concept of Rockefeller is over a hundred years old. And those concepts are as true and applicable today as they were in the late 1800s and early 1900s. So, so don't fall into that trap that there isn't good quality information going on at the schools. Not to mention, especially where you're running around with an Oregon school or maybe a Stanford connection. Dude, that's where the action's at. There's unbelievably right, right. smart people coming out of there. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion to you would be keep the 80 grand, dump the partnership, mm -hmm. go back to college, get the degree, give your parents probably the gift that they worked 20 or 30 years of their life to give to set you up to do that for them and make them extremely happy. Do it over the next year and a half or two years, come out with a degree, come out with some great contacts, come out with some business advice and the ability to say that you finished because you mark my words, if you don't finish college, listen, I went to a shitty cooking school, but at least when I'm at a cocktail party and somebody says, where'd you go to college? I get to say, I went to a shitty cooking school college. My wife, I'm crazy about my wife as anybody who knows me knows, she was a hairdresser before we had children. She hates when we go to cocktail parties and people say, where'd you go to college? It's like a, it's like a scarlet letter for her. She hates that having to say, I didn't go to college. Okay. okay. So those would be my suggestions for you, my friend. We spent 30 minutes. Um, I promise you, you're going to be okay. If you follow those, if you follow this business and you burn through that 80 grand, bad choice, mm -hmm. bad choice. Keep that 80 grand, get that degree, make your parents happy save your friendship with your buddies and dump this partnership. I'm not saying dump the idea. I'm just saying dump the partnership, get the degree, and then blow the dust off the idea in a year or so. Just to clarify, the 80 grand, not all the, so, so half of the 80 grand is mine. I'm putting it up just under 50. Yep. Some of the other, the rest of it is coming from the other partners. Give all the money back yeah. to your investors. Give it all back to them. So you keep your 50 and you give the other 30, disperse it however it's possible. Mm -hmm. Give it all give it all back to those people. Okay. And, okay. and do not go down this road. It's not going to work. And, and not that the idea isn't going to work. Don't get me wrong there. It's that this partnership is set up. It's going to be too messy. Nobody's doing their job so far. We got a corporation papers that says the corporation's inactive. You got a marketing guy who hasn't done a post on Facebook since September of 2016. I mean, who's doing their job, right? No, honestly, I mean, it comes on me. I'm the CEO. I should be making things sure everything's in check. Um, I mean, I, I also, I, I do believe that it falls on me. Well, I look, my marketing guy, 
It's, it, and Preston is our video production manager in here. It's not my job to make videos. That's his job to make videos. We have a social media team. It's not my job to post. It's their job to post, right? I mean, it's not my, not my job to fund deals in this office. That's my operations manager's job. So the CEO's job is not to do the work, bro. The CEO's job is to see the field, to delegate right. properly, to lead, to develop company culture, to make people feel happy and worthy about where they work and who they're working for. The CEO's job is not to clean the toilets. Take it from me. I did clean the toilets. In fact, I wiped the toilet today in my office, right? But, yeah, yeah. but that's just the way I am. I mean, I'm, I'm going to wipe it when I leave, even though we have janitorial. You got me? That's just who I am. Sure, sure. But that is not the CEO's job eventually. The CEO's job is to see the field and, and lead, okay? So, listen, I wish you the best of luck. Call me if there's anything else I can help you with, but don't call me on this idea no more. You hear me? This one I want you to scratch. This one is, uh, this one is dead on arrival until you guys get that money back. Take your 50 grand, put it in the bank. It will become extremely valuable, especially if you want real estate, because there will be a real estate crash, especially in your area of Oregon or Northern California. Have your 50 grand ready, man. You could pounce in two years. Don't piss it away on this idea right now. Get that degree. Big guy, take care of yourself, all right? Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure, too. Bye. All right. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Bye. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how. You need more money.